Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Saints of God, we do give God all of the praise and all of the glory that is due his name. Hallelujah. My name is Pastor Ricky Bennett, Senior Pastor of the New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries, where we're an extraordinary ministry for extraordinary people. Y'all know me as PB, and y'all know that this is PB's Corner. Praise the Lord. It has been a minute since we're able to come forth and be in the podcast. But man, I am so glad to be back with you guys once again. Amen. The Lord be praised. He is doing great things. Praise the Lord in our worship services. Amen. Praise the Lord. But it is time for me to get back. Praise the Lord to the Genesis, to the beginning, which is PB's Corner. Because without PB's Corner, and me obeying God with that, he wouldn't have entrusted me with New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries. Y'all come out and worship with us. Praise the Lord. I guarantee you'll have a good time. We're at 5985 Oakbrook Parkway in the beautiful city of Norcross, Georgia, 30093. And we have services every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Praise the Lord. Our Covenant Talk Bible Study will be back and coming up this Thursday. And we're going to keep it moving on because God has great things in store for us. Amen. Praise the Lord. On tonight, praise the Lord, just coming back. This is kind of like I'm going back to something, but I'm actually allowing God to bring forth a different light on it. Praise God. I was in ministry on this past, on, on this past Saturday. Praise the Lord. Not yesterday, but the Saturday prior in Augusta, Georgia, and I was down with Minister Jamie Eatman and a, a lady elect Antoinette Eatman. Praise the Lord. It was on the rise, and we were talking about uh, an, uh, an, a non-changing God in the ever-changing world. Praise the Lord. And we started talking about intimacy. We started, started talking about things of God, but it was one dear sister that was on the panel that it really struck me. She had said that she had a son, bless God, that had got he got hit with church hurt. And now it's hard for him to come back into the house of the Lord because he was hit with church hurt. And that thing struck home with me, praise the Lord. We talked again a few nights later, and that came right back up again, praise the Lord. And I was asking God, you know, Lord, I know we got to go back and I got to do PB's Corner all over again. Start it back. Amen. Start back up so we can continue the flow of the ministry. Talking about everyday life. Praise the Lord. Not so much preaching, but more teaching. Talking about everyday life and how to deal with certain things. But that thing kind of burned in my heart because it's personal with her. Praise the Lord about the church hurt dealing with her son. And I was saying Lord, I said, and then the Lord began to tell me, praise the Lord, I want you to talk about the spirit of church hurt. Not so much talk about church hurt because you got to understand church hurt is a spirit. It comes from a spirit and that spirit has been sent on assignment by Satan, praise the Lord, to rip us out of the body of Christ, to take your way, to take your gift that God has given you and take it from the body of Christ. So the Lord told me to deal with that spirit. Talk 
about that spirit, reveal that spirit. Why? Because I was, praise the Lord, a victim of that spirit and how that God delivered me and he delivered me from that spirit. And what God does is he allows things to come into our lives so that we can be touched by him, just like Christ was touched with all our infirmities. He allows things to come in our lives, not to keep us in bondage, not to hold us in bondage, bless God, but to, for us to be delivered by us so that we can go back and we can help somebody else. We can give them the word. We can give them the way. We can tell them through the word of our testimony because the Bible says that we overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we love not our lives to the death. Our testimony is so vital and so important to the deliverance of somebody. So for my dear sister who has that son, bless God, that that's affected by church hurt, the Lord placed this in my heart for you. And, and, and it's whether you whether you may be experiencing it now, because I'm speaking to people who are ex, maybe experiencing that spirit of church hurt now or who have a loved one or who have themselves experienced some church hurt and how they can be delivered from it. Because God has all the power through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to bring you out of anything. Y'all know what time it is. Go get them Bibles and let's go. Praise the Lord. Tonight, once again, we're talking about the spirit of church hurt. The spirit of church hurt, because it's a spirit that's been loosed in the churches to bring people into bondage. We're going to talk about that tonight. If you are on Facebook, please, ma'am, please, sir, hit those likes, hit those shares. If you are on YouTube, hit those likes. If you're watching via Twitter, I'm not going to call it X. I know. Uh, amen. Elon Musk wanted to call it X is still Twitter to me. Praise the Lord. If you're on Twitter and wherever the social media platforms that we're coming on, praise the Lord. Hit the likes, hit the shares, put the comments in, send us comments. Praise the Lord. And, and praise the Lord. We, we, we value your comments. We value you because we want to know, praise the Lord, what the Lord is doing for your life. Amen. Once again, we're talking about the spirit of church hurt. Let's go to our foundational scriptures. Praise the Lord. You got your Bibles because I want you to see this in your Bible. Let's go to your Bibles. Praise the Lord. The first scripture that we're going to deal with, we're going in. Praise the Lord. John chapter number 24. John chapter number 24. I'm sorry. John chapter number 7, verse 24. I do apologize. John chapter number 7, verse 24 in your Bibles. John chapter number seven, verse 24. Let's look at what the Bible says. The Bible says in John chapter number uh, seven, verses 24, the Bible says, do not judge according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Listen to what, the, 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 these are the words of Christ. Jesus said, judge not according to the appearance but by, but righteous, but judge righteous judgment. In other words, don't judge a person by what you see. Because what you see ain't necessarily always right. Don't judge a person by what you see. Praise the Lord. That's what we get in trouble at when we start judging people by what we see. When we start judging people by what we see. Stop trying to figure out what a person, what, what kind of sin a person is. Stop trying to figure out what a person going through. 
Stop trying to dry read people. That's why I call them dry read. Stop trying to dry read people. Don't, 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 don't judge by appearance. Don't look at somebody's appearance and make a judgment by their appearance. Amen. Praise the Lord. Second scripture, Matthew chapter number 18, verses six. Praise the Lord, six and seven. Matthew chapter number 18, verses six and seven. The Bible reads on this wise, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it would be better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he was drowned and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Warn to the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come. I'm talking to the I'm, I'm, I'm talking to those bless God that may be in process or in the midst of experiencing the spirit of church hurt. And I'm also speaking to those bless God that may have loved ones that are affected by that spirit or you yourself be affected by that spirit. The Bible says. It says, warn to the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. They're going to come. They're going to come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. So Jesus is saying, offense is coming. Don't get it twisted. Offenses are coming. They are on the way. But woe unto him that causes that offense. Jesus ain't playing because you got to understand just how deep that spirit, bless God, of church hurt is. The spirit of church hurt is it's a deep spirit. It is a deep spirit. And we're going to talk about what it comes to do because it's very dangerous. It's detrimental to the gifts that God has placed on the inside of individuals. Because the Bible says that, 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 that Jesus led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. He led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. God, Jesus has given us something that plugs into his body that causes the body to work. But you got this, you have this, that, that spirit of church hurt that is trying to stop the move of the gifts that he has left. He led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Praise the Lord. John chapter number 16, verses one through three. John 16, verses one through three. The Bible reads on this wise, it says, Jesus is talking because I want y'all to see everything that I'm showing you is coming from the words of Christ. Because he is the head of the body. There's a particular reason why I'm giving you these scriptures that you see in red on Jesus saying, because he's the head of the body. In other words, Jesus is talking to his body. Bless God. Watch what the Bible says. It says, these things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you 
will think that he is doing God a service. I'm saying this for that spirit, that spirit of church hurt. I'm going to read number two again. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God a service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. Ooh, the spirit of church hurt. What you talking about, Pastor Ben? First of all, I want us to get the I want us to get a clear cut understanding of what the church is because there that a lot of times people have the misconception that the church is the four walls, it's the building. But I want to give you what the Bible says or what scripture says about what what is the biblical def, uh, definition of the church? What is the biblical definition of church? Of the church? Well, the Bible says the church is the ecclesia. It's the Greek word ecclesia. That Greek word meanings a calling out. That is an assembly. In other words, it's a gathering of the called out ones. It does not have anything to do with four walls. The four walls is the building wherewith the ecclesia congregates. But it, but the four walls is not the church. Let me get let me get this to you. The building that we worship in is not the church. The building is the place where the church, the called out ones assemble because we are the body of Christ. We are the church. Well, where do you get that from? Let's go to, let's go to Colossians because I want y'all to see this. I want you to see this. We're going to go to the book of Colossians chapter number one, and we're going to go and look at verse 18. And then we're going to work, look at verse 24. Colossians chapter number one. Y'all know Pastor Bennett believe, believes in giving you the word. Colossians chapter number one. We're going to look at verse 18 and verse 24. Let's look at verse 18 right now. Colossians chapter number one, verse 18. The Bible said, and he is the head of the body. He who? Jesus. Jesus. He is the head of the of the body, the church. The body is the church, not the building. The body of Christ is the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things, who? Jesus, he might have preeminence. In other words, he has full authority and control over the body. Why? Because he's the head. Because if the head tell you to move, the body follows the head. If you cut your head off, your body does not know what to do. It falls limp. Why? Because the, the head tells the body where to go. Let's look at verse 24. This is the apostle Paul speaking. Whom, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. So the apostle Paul made it clear 
that the church ain't the building. It has nothing to do with the steeple, the steps, the stained glass windows, the organ, the keyboard, the drums. It has nothing to do with the building. The church, bless God, are the called out. You are the because you are the body of Christ. So I'm going to put it up again. The building that we worship in is not the church. The building is the place where the church, the called out ones assemble. But because we are the body of Christ, we are the church. The church is supposed to be the body. It's supposed to be a place of peace and safety where a person can find rest and encouragement in the time of need. It's supposed to be. When we congregate the body of Christ, when we come together, your anointing plugs into my anointing, plugs into your sister's anointing, plugs into your brother's anointing, and we plug in and receive, we receive power from the head. Why? Because we're all on one accord. Because the eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of thee. And the hand can't say to the leg, I have no need of thee. And the stomach can't say to the ear, I have no need of thee. Why? Because we are all in one body, the body of Christ. It has nothing to do with the physical building. So once again, the church is supposed to be a place of peace and safety where a person can find rest and encouragement in times of need. But to some, it has become a place of pain, judgment, and rejection. Pain, judgment, and rejection. And that pain, judgment, and rejection stems primarily from the spirit of church hurt. This is a dangerous spirit. And we're going to learn why this spirit is so dangerous. Well, you said, well, Pastor Bennett, PB, what is the definition of church hurt? What is the definition of church hurt? So the definition of church hurt, the way that the Lord revealed it, was a condition that often involves a, a, a person who has in some form or fashion has been offended, mistreated, overlooked, or ridiculed, or we can go back and uh, or judged or rejected. So we can add that into the mistreated, overlooked, ridiculed, judged, and rejected by a person or circumstance which happened in a religious setting. It is a condition that involves a person who has been offended, mistreated, overlooked, or ridiculed by a person or circumstance which happened in a religious setting and that person or circumstance was driven by the spirit of church hurt. They, they bless God, and we're going to see how Satan cleverly, cleverly, because he does not do this, bless God, all in the wide open, blah, no, 
Satan does this cleverly, stealthily. He does it, and there are people who allow this spirit to operate there in them, and they are placed strategically in the building to do damage to the body. I'm going to say that again. They are placed strategically in the building to do damage to the body. What are you saying, Pastor Bennett? You got you got people, bless God, that are have been under the are, are under the control of the spirit of church hurt that are placed on the doors, placed in strategic places in the congregation, strategic pews. They're split. They're in certain places. Their eyes are just like bless God. They're just like they're on a swivel. They can almost turn their head around and around. They get certain clues from certain individuals as people come into and to into congregate. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you the people that they prey on. And maybe you're one of those people. And maybe you may know, bless God, one of those people. But I want you to recognize the characteristics of people who operate in the spirit of church hurt because it's a spirit. The Bible says that we, for we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. So the reason why I'm telling you it's not a person, it's a spirit. Because I want you to understand you're dealing with spirits. We're in a spiritual warfare. So you're dealing with spirits. It ain't the person. The person has allowed themselves, bless God, to be used by that spirit. So it's not the person. This is the reason why I'm trying to teach you this so it can live. I'm getting ahead of myself, but you can be liberated from people because you can understand it ain't the people, it's the spirit. My God, my, 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 my praise and worship leader, prophetess Nunley, she always says that. And, 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 and I used to think that she would say it as a cliche, but when I start thinking about what she's saying, she's actually speaking the truth. When she sees stuff acting out of character, or acting like out of place, Man, Prophetess Lauren always says, that's the spirit. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. And sometimes we'll laugh, but then all of a sudden, God spoke to me and said, start paying attention to what she's saying. And I did. And when I see certain people react or certain people act, I'm like, ooh, that is a spirit. We're dealing with spirits, people. We're dealing with spirits. That's the reason why you have got to, you got to recognize that's why the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not in the flesh, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down the imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Satan is always at work trying to exalt himself over God. So it's a spiritual warfare that we're in. And since we're talking about it, 
Who empowers the spirit of church hurt? Who gives it its power? Who gives it its power? Satan does. Let me explain to you what church hurt, how he empowers church hurt. Bless God. Church hurt is a strategy of Satan to cause you to be frustrated with God. Listen to this now. It's a strategy of Satan to cause you to be frustrated with God through the mishandling of people who do not operate through the Holy Spirit, but appear to be spirit led. They look like real folk. They look like, praise the Lord, saved folk. They look like people that love God. But it's a strategy of Satan to cause you to be frustrated with God through the mishandling of people who do not operate through the Holy Spirit. They mishandle you. Listen to what I'm saying. They mishandle you through the mishandling of people who do not operate through the Holy Spirit, but appear to be spirit led, having the form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. They appear to be spirit led in an attempt to influence you to walk away from the gathering of the saints. The attack is designed to keep you from connecting to others in the body, thus leaving you vulnerable to the vices of Satan. That's how, that's how the spirit of church hurts works. Satan empowers folk. In other, let me just put it to you that way. In, 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 in the church, because you got to understand, because people think that Satan don't move in the church. Uh, in, in, in the church atmosphere, like he's not moving in the building. People don't, people don't believe that Satan operates, but yes, Satan operates in the assemblies. He's there. Don't get it twisted. Satan is there. He's in the assemblies. He sits among, because the, the Bible says that he transforms his uh, angels as ministers of light. So Satan, it, we're, Satan does not come looking like Michael Myers. Satan does not come looking like Jason Voorhees. Satan does not come looking like Freddy Krueger. He does not look like Pinhead. He does not look like these two girls that's on it. He does not look like that. Satan comes in looking just like you and I. Having a form of godliness. So if you got a form of godliness and somebody and you look like Freddy Krueger, do you think anybody is going to be subdued by you? Or anybody that's going to be tricked by you? If you coming in the church looking like Freddy Krueger with, with knives on your hands, like Jason with a machete 10 miles long, or Michael Myers with a mask on, do you think for one minute that Satan can deceive you looking like that? No, he can't. He is going to come in the church looking just like you, dressed up, however you go to church. However you go to the building, that's what he going to look like. Because his job is to deceive you. Once again, once again, 
Listen to this. I want you to hear this. It's a strategy to cause you to be frustrated with God. That's bottom line. Church hurt is a strategy for you to be, bless God, amen, frustrated with God through the mishandling of people who do not operate through the Holy Spirit, but appear to be spirit-led in an attempt to influence you to walk away from the gathering of the saints. This attack is designed to keep you, bless God, from connecting to others, bless God, who are in the body of Christ, leaving you vulnerable to the to the vices of Satan. Just as the scribes and Pharisees were hidden in place of worship to operate under the guise of righteousness, that they appear that they were people of God, so are church folk who I'm talking about, because there's a difference between church folks and saints. Church folks sit in the, the, there's a difference between the wheat and the tear, just like there's a difference between saints and church folk. Church folk ain't nothing but tares. That's the reason why God said, when they asked the husbandmen, he, the first thing, oh, good God Almighty, the first thing that they said, the Bible said a man had a field, he had a field of wheat, and in the night his adversary, his enemy came in and sowed tares among the wheat. And so the workers in the vineyard, the workers in, 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 among the field said, listen, son, you, you, you had wheat, but now you got tares growing up with the wheat. He said an enemy has done this. He said, and they, and they asked him, should we cut down, should we cut out the, the wheat so it'd be left with the tares? He said, no. He said, don't cut them out. He said, lest in the midst of you cutting out the tares, you'll cut out the wheat also. He said, no, let them grow together. What you saying, Pastor Bennett? You got tear and wheat growing together. So you got people that appear holy, got the form of godliness, appear holy, growing, but, but, but full of dead man's bones and all. If you read Matthew chapter number 23, Jesus said, you appear unto men as white as sepulchers, but on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones and all excess. You got folk that look holy, but full of the devil right in the congregation. So church folk, them are the people that I'm talking about. They are strategically placed to seek out those who have had the zeal of God, the zeal of their gift, wanting to know God, wanting to know about God, Wanting to know about the gift that God has given him. Wanting to know these things. Got the zeal of God. Full of it. And need the knowledge of God. Church folks job is to seek out the gift that's placed in the people by God for the body and to destroy it. So you got the zeal of God, but you need the knowledge of God. And in the midst of you coming into the congregation, the place, into the church, into the place, into the, into the meeting, you're called out into the meeting. You're called out to come to the meeting place and you're going there and you got the gift, you got the zeal, God is speaking to you and he's using you. He's using you and he wants you with somebody sitting in the midst is on assignment to seek out the gift that God has placed on, on the inside of you to destroy it. 
we're going to talk about them people. I want to reveal them people. I want you to know what the attributes of those people are because they are very dangerous people. They do not have your best interests at heart. They want to take you and they want to cause you to be frustrated with God. They want you to blame God for something that God didn't do. They want you, bless God, to be angry with God and take the gift that you are supposed to plug into the body and bless other people with. They want you to take that gift and bury it under anger, hurt, pain, and disappointment. But Pastor Bennett here, PB is here. He want to tell you how, how. Let me give you this nugget. Why does Satan attack people with the spirit of church hurt? Why? What's the reason? Pastor Bennett, why? If you are that person, Pastor Bennett, why am I being attacked because of church hurt? Or if you got a loved one, that's being attacked. Why am I being attacked by that spirit? I want to let you know something. Satan only attacks those who have a major calling on their lives through church hurt. So you, they're making you think that you're that big, that you're the least, that you're not righteous, that you're not worthy, that you, you, you're not worthy to come into the uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. What they see is that, that they see what's on the inside of you and they come to attack what's on the inside. Some of the, some of the greatest and much needed gifts in the body of Christ. Watch this. This is what I want you to tell your loved, loved ones. And this is what I want you to tell yourself if you're that person. And the only reason why I can tell you this is because I'm preaching from a place of that. I had church hurt before. I had some one of my credible authorities to hurt me. So much so that I wanted to walk away. But because of God's grace and his mercy, and because God allowed me to step out from something and be able to look on the inside and I found out it wasn't me, it was the gift that was on the inside of me. I'm here today. So because I'm here today, I want to help you. Some of the most greatest and much needed gifts to the body of Christ are locked up in those who have been offended by church hurt and have walked away from the body of Christ, which God has called them to, leaving the body missing gifts. That's why the Bible said that the thief come, cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, but I am come. Come that they might have a life and have it more abundantly. John 10 10. The I'm out of town, but never out of word. This is what we're coming back to next week. How does Satan attack people with the spirit of church hurt? We're gonna talk about that because I, I knew I wasn't gonna be finished with it. I knew this was gonna be a series. But we're going to come right back to how does Satan attack people with the spirit of church hurt? That's what we're going to talk about. But I want to let you know something. If that's you, if you're that person that's walking around with that hurt, that, that disappointment, that rejection, if you're that person, or if you know somebody 
that's walking around with that, that spirit. Let them know it's because of what's on the inside. It's because of what God has placed on the inside of them. That's why the gift is so great that Satan is afraid that it'll be manifested on the earth. And, and before he allows it to be manifested, he tries to kill. Just like, just like Pharaoh tried to kill Moses by trying to kill all of the children that was of his age and under. And in the like similitude that, that, that Herod tried to do with Jesus when he tried to kill all of the children that were two, that were two years old and less, just like that, there are, there are, that spirit is on assignment to kill your destiny, but we're not going to allow him to do it. Why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Father, right now, I pray for those right now, Lord God, that have experienced, that are experiencing that church hurt, that spirit of church hurt. Father God, let them know that you are strong in them and that the gift is strong. And the reason why they're being fought with this spirit is because of what you have placed on the inside. I bind every demonic spirit, every evil principality and power loose on assignment against us right now and against them right now in the name of Jesus. I loose ministering angels to war against the demonic spirits. Father, restore because you're a God of restoration. Restore them back unto you and let them know that the gift on the inside of them is greater than their offense because of the gift. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God. Let every heart say amen, amen, and amen again. Praise the Lord. I thank God. I feel the power of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Pre uh, speaking with you tonight. Praise the Lord. Teaching you about it. Y'all come back next week. It's going to get more intense because we're going to reveal them spirits. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please, ma'am, please, sir, if you do not mind, please join us every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock a.m. at 5985 Oak Brook Parkway that's going across the bottom of the screen for our in-person um, uh, ministry. Please come and be blessed. If you have prayer requests, please send those to New uh, Covenant INTL Fellowship at gmail.com or you can enter your press, prayer request in at our website at www.ncifm.org and click on the contact us tab. Leave us your information. We'll pray for you and let you know that we prayed for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you want to sow a seed, amen, into the ministry, there's multiple ways of you can sow a seed. Praise the Lord. You can sow seed via cash app through our, our, our cash app, which is dollar sign, new covenant, I-N-T-L. You can do it through Zelle or PayPal using our email address, which is on our new, uh, new covenant international, new, in, new covenant, I-N-T-L fellowship at gmail.com. Or you can go through the Givelify app. Praise the Lord. Also, praise the Lord. And look up New Covenant International Fellowship Church, Fellowship Ministries of Norcross, Georgia. Praise the Lord. We thank God for you blessing us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, y'all remember what I used to tell y'all, right? Now, look at, look at yourself in the mirror. And yeah, I'm talking to you that might be going through the church hurt, that might be experiencing the things. that Go look at yourself in the mirror. And you know what I want you to do? Tell yourself. Praise the Lord. You look a whole lot better than you did back then. Why? Because God is good. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. I thank God for each and every one of y'all. Come back next week.
tell this, share it out. Send it to you, send it to people who are being, amen, victimized by this spirit so that we can bring them in and they plug the gifts into the body of Christ. This is PB. I love y'all. Peace.